Cheers. You Welcome everybody to NKAA Entertainment Presents Collector's Hideout Podcast. Today you have me, Mr. Psycho. You have Wheezy. You have some Cuban guy. Alright, and we're going to just be talking to you about all the things that uh, have popped up recently that are on our mind. So, so we want to start. Uh, I guess we'll we'll start this with the thing we need to get through very quickly, which is Toys R Us is closing. It's uh, closing. It's gone. Goodbye. Peace, bitch. Yeah. The, the closing <laughs> date is what June twentieth. You said. <laughs> yeah, I think it was because originally supposed to be May twentieth, and then they're supposed to extend it another month. And your turtle just did a suicide dive off the top shelf. <laughs> Like that was <laughs> like there's an Owen Hart reference there. Is it too soon? Alrighty then, Leonardo. He's had enough of this shit. <laughs> Apparently, he was very saddened by that information of Toys R Us closing. We apologize. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> I don't want to live in this world anymore. <laughs> oh man. Or right. much like Steve Harvey, I don't want to do this show no more. All right, yeah, we're starting over because. What? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that was all right, fine, we'll keep it. Whatever, right, it stays. Good, it's fantastic. Goodbye, my brothers. Goodbye, Splinter. <laughs> I can't live here anymore. I normally just think he'd fall in his katana, but no, he just dove off the shelf. Oh, he's dove, man. All right, so you were telling me that you were in Toys R Us recently, and yeah, so, you noticed them being tricky. Um, well, it's not Toys R Us doing it, obviously. It's the liquidation companies, because they bought all the shit, and they're selling everything. Because if you go in, there's product there. Well, Alright, no lie, they had a end cap with Spider-Man, the second movie, with Tobey Maguire, like, cards, like, gift pack for, like, play, like, collector cards, a whole end cap, it's selling for ten bucks a piece. (laughs) Ten bucks a a pack? Yeah, for like, bro, it's the stupidest shit ever. What is it there for? No, the liquidation company must have like their own warehouse where they just bought out companies and as they close, and they just had that shit. It was. <laughs> what I'm, I'm, I'm looking up right now. I, I had a pic. I took a picture of it. I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, who who would even buy this? Um, but before I was trying to find it, so while I was there, I grabbed uh, one of the WWE action figures they had, and um, they have on the barcode now, the company's putting a sticker with another barcode. And it says AUG, whatever, and it has a number. But it's priced higher than what Toys R Us normally sells the item for. So it still comes up with a discount, but it's not as low as it should be. But if you peel that little stupid barcode off and bring back the real original barcode, it rings up for the normal Toys R Us price. Um, it's just something real shady, I feel, that they're doing. Because I see like they're bringing in their own product, like the Spider-Man 2 thing. They brought a, a bunch of... like race cars that Toys R Us doesn't carry that they've gotten from other companies. Those things, yeah, that's not in the system. Have your own barcodes, whatever. But the stuff that is there from Toys R Us that you bought that you're just putting stickers on now to get more money, that's pretty shady. 
And anybody who goes just knows, peel that little sticker off. Well, it might be. <laughs> I mean, do you think it's possibly it's just that one store? Or no, or it's been. Re- the rest doing this? After I saw, it, I started looking into it. Somebody reported they bought from the Black Series is like six inch Star Wars figures. Mm-hmm. There's a Tie Fighter, and somebody found the same problem there. It was ringing up with their little barcode, a hundred like twenty bucks or something. But when they pulled that little thing off, it rang for thirteen dollars. Wow. Hmm. So yeah. So if I'm understanding you, um, the message to take from all this is go to Toys R Us, buy shit, but pull the barcode off. Take the barcode off. There you it's go. It's something you want. Just make sure it's the real barcode. A lot of items still have the normal it's barcode. A, so it's like it's just a sticker that they put yeah, on? Yeah, it's just a sticker. That's so weird. Yeah. It was around like, I was sitting there like, you guys really trying to get like full price for this Kamala figure? Like it didn't sell originally. It wasn't selling when you had it 50% off. Now you put the price back up to normal. It's still not going to sell. It's Kamala. Nobody wants that. I mean, while we're on the topic of this, I had a buddy um, who lives in North Carolina go to a Toys R Us to look for some items for me. Right. And that Toys R Us in North Carolina, the sale is not at 50%. It's only at 15%. It's still only 15% off of the items. Luckily, there wasn't anything I really wanted there. Um... They'd found a Power Ranger helmet, the Red Ranger helmet from the movie, though. I wanted um, the, the show one, but they found the movie one. I'm like, well, out of curiosity, I want to see what the price is. Um, it rang up, but it was only 15% off. Their discount is not at 50%. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty acid. Yeah. I mean, it's still funny when you go into the stores, like, everything's 40 to 70% off, but then it's like, oh, Lego's 30% off. Oh, video game hardware is still twenty percent off. Like, but the, your sign says everything is forty to seventy, except all the shit that people would actually buy. Right? Yeah, now. absolutely, absolutely. And it was cool when they were first going through the sale because they were still loading the stores with new product. They were emptying their warehouses. They're really liquidating everything. So you were finding stuff that maybe been in the warehouse for three, four years because people were finding like Power Ranger morphers now in abundance. Stores showing pallets full of Power Ranger Morphers. Yeah. 50% off. It's fresh. But they're no longer supplying stores anymore. Like, they're done with their trucks. Everything that's there is there. Anything new that pops up in there is from the liquidation company. And that's it. So, essentially, Toys R Us is gone. But their official closing date is supposed to be the 20th of June. It's frustrating for me because I was looking for a handful of things that I'm probably never going to get now because I couldn't find them at any stores near me. And I couldn't get anybody in another state that was able to find them either. I wanted that Red Ranger and Green Ranger helmet. I wanted the Power Sword. Um, but, of course, couldn't find them here in Ohio. They had aisles of them. Yeah. Right? But, you know, it's like, hey, let's ship all the Power Swords to Ohio. Uh, and then we'll we'll ship the other things. Uh, everywhere else. Everywhere else. Yeah. The, the store I went to the other day, they had a pallet full of uh, Teddy Ruxpins. <laughs> and they were like... 50 or 60% off. They still sell those? They have new ones and they're like all digital. They hook up to your iPads and tablets and stuff. Huh. And I actually thought about getting one just in case I ever do have a kid. I'd have it. I would have gotten one for But I was like, yeah, screw it. I didn't do it. So like, I'll just wait because in case I don't have it, it's a waste of money. And if I do have one, I'll just look it up. Maybe there'll be a new one out by then anyways. Yeah, but. absolutely. So, it's sad. Toys R Us is leaving. You know, unfortunately, no more generations will be a Toys R Us kid, but... Time moves on, and we got to move on, too. But KB Toy Stores is coming back, so they'll fill that void. KB Toy Stores was always ass. Wow, I'm sorry. Where on the doll did those, KB Toy Stores hurt you? No, yeah. those, Jesus. Listen, those toy stores were always shit compared to Toys R Us. You walked in, the aisles were always messed up, things weren't where they should be. 
Like things, you just horrible store. I don't know what KB. I don't remember. I love KB to. Toys. Yeah, I, I, I used to like. I used to love KB Toys. That's where I was like one of the best parts of going to the mall. Like KB is the the business layout that Toys R Us should have gone to after they started having these troubles. They should have shrank their stores down to KB size, kept only the hot selling products, not all that random bullshit that took up aisle space that nobody bought. Agreed. Agreed. Like, but I'm you, not talking about modern KB Toys. I'm talking about when KB Toys in the early '90s. If I had my choice between KB Toys and Toys R Us, I'm going to Toys R Us. Well, of course. I did, I've never liked well, no, KB that's just, Toys. That's just a size thing. Yeah. It just, the that's way what, it worked. That's where size matters. Like, it was just, that's, those stores always were crappy to me. <laughs> I would take uh, Lionel's Play World over KB Toys. All right, go home. You're drunk. Like, You're I, I, I mean. <laughs> hold, I, I, hold, I, on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you mentioned Lionel Play World. And I remember I was like four, maybe five. There was the, uh. Over where Haiti used to work at that vegan buffet place. Yeah. Um, the horseshoe. It used to be the fountain. It's called the fountains now. It used to be the horseshoe, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there was Lionel Play World in there. Yep. And I remember being there. I was like four or five with my aunt. We were at a restaurant that was right down the way from Lionel Play World. You heard a loud explosion. And then there was like a maintenance door. And a guy came running out of that door on fire. <laughs> I can remember that to this day. I thought it was a dream I had. So a few years ago, I was with my aunt. I asked her. She's like, no, I remember that. She's like, it gave me nightmares. She's like, I can't believe you remember. I'm like, yeah, I remember that guy running out of there on fire because something blew up next to Lionel Play World. Wow. All right, sorry about that, Jeez. Cuban. That's <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say. No, um, no I, I kind of felt the same way as, uh, as uh, Mr. Psycho about the, like FAO shorts. I was never a huge fan of FAO shorts. Like, There weren't many down here. The only one I could but, think of down here was an Aventura. Yeah, yeah Aventura. but yeah, but there, well, when I was living in Tampa, there there was like a lot of them in a lot of the, a lot of the malls in uh, like Tampa Bay. And, but FAO Schwartz is like the the rich person's toys. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just never like here's I, a stuffed animal enjoyed, for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I always enjoyed uh, just like the layout of KB Toys for for, for me. I mean, see, so. I can see Mister Psycho's point about Toys R Us. Compared to well, yeah, but in the nineties, compared to KB Toys in the nineties, well, yeah. because when you go to KB Toys, it's a small store, everything's there. But when you went to a Toys R Us, it was it was Home Depot style. You yeah. just had aisles, it felt huge like, racks. It was it was a warehouse. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was like a special occasion when you went to so, Toys R Us. So. It was I mean, a warehouse style. Like yeah. if you took KB Toys from the nineties compared to Toys R Us now, KB Toys is better. Yeah, but back then, just because you walked in, it was just like a surplus of here's yeah. everything your yeah, little yeah, kid yeah. walk you walk in as a child you have a fucking mind-blowing experience well i mean <laughs> i, I got to home depot with my dad and now here's my home depot is toys r us no i mean everything. for me i guess it was the the fact that you go into the ninja turtles aisle or the power ranger aisle or whatever at toys r us and you had lots of ninja turtles lots of right. power rangers you go into that same aisle in kb toys you have like maybe two pegs of Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, but that's right. Because it's just like because of the size of the store. But they also sold what was hot, which the Toys R Us should do now. Sell mm-hmm. what was hot, what yeah, was popular, and don't bring in stuff that like because like really care about. with the liquidation sale. This just shows what Toys R Us had. You go to the liquidation sale on the boys side, or you know, it was the boys' toys. You go down where they had Ninja Turtles at one point. I mean, we all know that they canceled Ninja Turtle cartoon and they got rid of all the toys from stores, basically. But that whole aisle was filled with those DC Barbie brat type dolls. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's still filled with them. Yeah. So it's 50, 60% off those and nobody's buying them. That's the shit 
that you wouldn't find in KB Toys. Yeah, absolutely. And Toys R Us made a lot of mistakes. Screwed themselves with. We could do an entire podcast about where Toys R Us went wrong. The fact of the matter is, and I think I guess the last thing I'm going to say about Toys R Us is that they actually don't have to go out of business. And it's, it's been proven that they could have that they could have stayed in business, kept the thirty thousand people that were employed because they've been making money the last few years. All they'd have to do is close a couple of their stores that don't do well anyway, but they chose to just tank as, their business as, so they could get as much money for the stockholders as they can and screw everybody else. As an ex employee of Toys R Us, and I know you were as well, and so was Enforcer. Anybody who's worked in Toys R Us for at least one to two seasons knows that Toys R Us does not make shit for money throughout the year. When Christmas comes around, that's when they make their profit and they save their financial years and they have no issue. Yep. Toys R Us doesn't need to go under. To me, it's essentially just a tax write-off. They're done. Or else they would have sold it. To the guy. Yeah. Yeah. They would have sold it. They're going to take that loss in taxes and they're going to get a huge write-off on it and they'll be good. That's also why they're not giving their associates anything. Nobody's helping them out. Yep. Like, that's it. They don't care. Yeah, and it's, it's a private company, so they can't... They don't have to disclose anything. No, absolutely. So, so and again, we're done with Toys R Us. Time goes on, we go on. That's true. that place. Um, cool news. Cool right? news. I've been uh, wanting to buy the NECA figures that... The, the quarter-inch quarter Ninja scale movie Ninja Turtle NECA figures... Uh, of course, Big Bad Toy Store, and if anybody's listening, uh, Big Bad Toy Store had them for ninety nine ninety nine, and when I go to buy them, they're like, hey, we're raising the price to uh, $119.99, which I'm not giving them an extra $80 for four turtles, because hell no. Right. Um, but now NECA announced that they're doing a 7-inch figure, which looks exactly the same as the quarter-inch scale, in my opinion. Uh, they look fantastic. It's a four-pack. Yeah, it has to be, they have to be sold together. Yep. They can't be sold individually, as per the licensing NECA has with Nickelodeon and Playmate. Playmate doesn't want them on shelves in stores, because that's competition. Yep. Even though there is no Turtles toys in stores right now, and what they are coming out with, as we've seen, looks like complete yes. shit. So, it doesn't matter, but that's the rules. So, for NECA to be able to make them and sell them, they have to be sold as a pack. Technically, they could do two packs, but they have to be sold as a bundle. And they have to be sold as con exclusives. Yes. So, I mean, that it is what it is, but it's a uh, Ninja Turtle first movie four-pack. Coming with accessories, hands, pizza slices, a canister, a mutant gin, uh, interchangeable bandanas. So each turtle gets two bandanas. They're sculpted. They're not like fabric, which is nice. Then NECA announced that you have the option to either buy the pack with the four turtles for $125. Or you can shell out two fifty. You get the pack of the four turtles, and you get a diorama piece of the side of a building, and it has like the foot logo on it, and a, the I don't remember what it says, but the AC unit has like a sticker on it, something about Ninja Turtle or the Foot Soldiers or something. Yeah. So it's all first movie relevant. Yes. Um, a lot of people are dying for that. Me, I'm passing on it because first, it's not Ninja Turtle specific. It's got a foot sticker and all that. It looks that. like New cool. York buildings from the 90s. Right. And they showed that exact same diorama piece earlier in the year, but in uh, video game colors with the video game turtles. They're, they're going to release that individually in the stores, but the one for Comic-Con is just made for turtles. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. I'm going to go get just the normal four-pack and let that be it, because the box looks like the old uh, VHS case. Like It looks really badass. That yeah. I'm good with. 
I definitely this is a a definite buy for me um, because they're amazing. the The first Ninja Turtles movie, in my opinion, is still the best Ninja Turtles movie of all the of all the ones they've done. I mean, people could argue that with us, but they'll be wrong because yeah. there's no good argument for that being not the best. Yeah, I mean, while Secret of the Ooze was good, um, the fact that they don't use their weapons at all in that movie is a, is a huge knock. Whoa, on it. Mike uses sausages though. I don't want to talk about what people are doing with sausages because I don't. Mike was beating people with sausages. <laughs> hey, I mean, what he does, he does. But <laughs> really, not, I don't know. Yeah, in the beginning, no, that they were not allowed to use their weapons in the second movie. That's crazy. Critics thought that the first one was too violent. Uh, got a lot of backlash from parents and from advertisers. It's like nobody died. So, <laughs> like, they got stabbed with the swords. So. But then they're like, "You can't use weapons." So, go back and watch the movie again, and you'll see they did huh. not use their weapons That's at nuts. all in the beginning. Did they even have them out? Uh, no, they did take them out. Leonardo took them out a couple mm. of times, but they were never used. Um, and I said, took his swords out. And Michelangelo, in the beginning, when they're fighting, he grabs the sausages, the because like they're string together sausages, and he uses those as as nunchucks. Yeah, and in the beginning, they actually made um, Donatello use one of those foam uh, <laughs> covered swords, yeah. plastic oh, bats yeah, yeah. Yeah. and hit the guy. Um, they had Michelangelo use the yo-yo and the sausages. It's funny because that was originally developed as a weapon. You didn't see you didn't see Raphael or Leonardo really fighting at all in that movie. You saw Raphael grab Kino, put the thing over him, and stick him in the trash can while Michelangelo and Dantel were fighting the guys. So it's it was done very well when you're a kid. You're like, oh, this is really cool. It doesn't make yeah, you, you think. Why aren't they thought. using the weapons? Yeah, like... But going back as an adult, you can clearly see how they tried to dumb it down. The first movie, in my opinion, was just. Almost perfect yeah, for a Ninja Turtle movie. Yeah. It nailed the tone, it nailed the atmosphere, and these figures that NECA are doing are fantastic. Um, yeah, to they, the point where... They look amazing. They look like you took them right off the screen and just shrunk them. To the point where I might not even buy the quarter-inch scale ones now. Basically. I've seen the box. Like, even the box is the, is the, the VHS, VHS box. box. Yeah, it's it awesome. so bad. It looks faded. It's faded. Too. And then when you really look at it, and a lot of people didn't notice it at first with the teaser image, with the official images, the on the cover, like they on the movie... It's the turtles posed, mm-hmm. but it's actually the figures they use to make the poses. Wow. Yeah. That's how detailed the figures are. Yeah. yeah. They look so really, good. really awesome. That's cool. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to. If we can order them, because it's going to be one hell of a pre-order fight. I don't know. Um, so when do they release? They're a Comic-Con exclusive, so we can pre-order them online on June 6th to the 8th. They're going to have, I think, at 1 p.m. Eastern. They're going to open up with so many uh, allotted for each day for pre-orders. And last year, for the, they did the uh, the original cartoon set with the four turtles. No, not the other set. It's four turtles and then uh, Shredder, Krang, and Two Foot. When they did that, it was uh, sold out in like three minutes each day. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to be a battle. But if you don't get them pre-ordered, then you have enough time to try and find somebody who's going to Comic-Con. That will help you out and, and get them. Yeah. Just so you guys know, Enforcer's here. He doesn't want to talk, and he's signaling to me. I don't know where he's trying to... How much are they? He said 125 bucks. Yeah. For four figures, For four figures, bad. I mean, usually I thought it was going to be 100 bucks Because usually that's their price point on the last 
the uh, the video game set was four hundred or the hundred bucks for the four figures. But obviously, stuff with China prices go up. I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I would have even probably paid 150 for the set because I think it's good. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely good. They're seven inch figures. Yes. Yeah, they're seven inch. Yeah. So they're so, in scale with the the Tim Burton Batman figure they made. Yeah, the, and then the what people Richard are really, Donner Superman figure. What people are really excited about, and I can't wait to see what they do because there's people out there that take their time and do like action figure photo shoots and like make them pose them and do really cool stuff because NECA is also releasing. Uh, both of the It clowns from the original It. Oh, so the Tim Curry It. Yeah, and, and then the, the new the one. Hit. Yeah, and people are like, oh, we can't wait to pose the turtles up against It in the sewers. I'm like, that's going to look so badass. Bad. <laughs> no, it's going to be amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what else is E3 exclusive. I tried to look some E3. stuff up. E3, I don't know what E3 exclusive is. Not E3, is. Comic-Con. Um, I tried to look some stuff up, but a lot of companies so far have been tight-lipped. Um, I couldn't find out what the Lego exclusives are going to be yet. I couldn't find out. Um, Lego likes to do the whole, oh, you, you have a couple exclusive sets, but then they're like, oh, if you just come by our booth, you get this minifigure for free. And they give those things out, and people go right on the eBay, sell them for like three to $400. Yeah, it, a couple of years ago when uh, Age of Ultron came out, they released an exclusive set for Comic-Con, and it was Ultron on the throne in Sokovia. And the only place you could get it was at Comic-Con, and it was a $20 set that people were selling for, uh, it was a $20 set that people were selling for um, $500, right? Like, the the day of, and it, I just, that's that's the shit that frustrates me from companies. I buy every MCU Lego set, and I miss that one. And usually, they would do ridiculous things, like one of them, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, was a rocket sitting on top of a mini... Um, ship, the Star Lord ship. But see, and so I mean, people argue for collectors that anything that's Comic Con exclusive or Con exclusive isn't whether you know, like in the movie world, it's not canon because it's just there. It's it's just that it's nothing. It's special for people who go, and I get that. But then you know, there I also understand the completeness that you want it because you have everything else, and that's that one piece that you'll never be able to get. I, I get both sides of it, but I understand why they do exclusives and why there are people that don't care about the exclusives because they know it doesn't complete their collection because they have everything else. It's not important to their collection being completed. But you just got to know somebody, man. So what else you got? Um, as far as Comic-Con, I think that that's about it. And... I think now we can move on to um, some of the other collectibles. Uh, Hot Toys is continuing to Make release stuff. Well, I, I mean, obviously, but as the weeks go on, it's like every two weeks they're introducing another um, character from Infinity War. So recently they showed the new Doctor Strange figure that they're making, um, and they just they keep looking better and better every year. Every iteration, the head sculpts get better. Everything just gets increasingly more detailed. Um, and yeah, I can't do it. Overall, amazing figure. Too much money. I can't do it. They look great, but I, I just can't financially sink myself into that. You know, here's the thing. And you and I have talked about this before. But for me, I don't buy all of them. 
Right, there are a handful of there are a handful of hot toy figures that I feel like I have to have. So right, when they no, did the course. Christopher Reeve one, I had to have it. But just 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 think of this: you don't buy them all. You buy the couple that you need. Like mm-hmm. I can see in here, you have Spider or Superman, two Superman. You have a Captain America. I know you ordered a Spider Man. Yeah, right. But there are people who try and buy them all. Yeah, <laughs> like, but like I mean, Pokemon. There are people. It's crazy. There are people like the guy in Hillsboro who has twenty four karat gold leaf. On the gates of his house and on, like, I mean, he has that where people could come by in the middle of the night and snap it off and have some gold. So, I mean, there are people who do crazy things, and if you have the so, money for it, who cares? Where's this guy at? I see this in gold. <laughs> I just read about it in uh, in the <laughs> newspaper. They were talking about how this guy's tax bill, right, this is the first year that his property is taxable. His his property taxes for this year are $11.7 million. Oh, He's the first private residence to have a full IMAX theater in his home. He has 24 karat gold. I mean, is he a billionaire? There's a point where yeah. you become just too rich. Yeah. Is that right? That's, yeah. That's the... I mean, he he has gold, like real gold, built into his walls, around his door frames, on the cabinets in his kitchen, on his gates around Jeez. his house. Um, a little absurd. Put into the floor with his marble. Yeah, it's like what was it? Was it Master P or whatever back in the day on Cribs? He had like a gold bathroom, like well, a gold toilet and everything. Like yeah, I remember, MC gold never had like a solid gold hammer in his pool. Remember that? <laughs> he couldn't pick it up because it was blowing the Thor. No wonder, no wonder why he <laughs> broke. But I mean, so your point about oh, there are people who try commercials to... for that stick and tape. <laughs> That's a... you know. So when you say there are people who try to. Um, collect them all you're absolutely right it's crazy but most people don't right most people have and to be honest i'm really surprised that you did not get at least the first predator no because i know damn well if i bought one predator, predator i want all the predators they release and then i get a just, divorce yeah, just about all of them <laughs> no no but from hot, hot toys, toys oh, the hot where it's toys like 250 just, bucks oh, a predator. Came out, no no it's they've, they've been, been doing, doing predators years. for years oh but the one that I thought would really get Chris... Jungle Hunter. Or the one that I thought would really get Wheezy was the original Predator from Predator Run, Predator 1. And the Hot Toys did, for, and it was amazing. I'd be down for Predator Rum, too. <laughs> no, it probably tastes terrible. It'd be amazing. But, I mean, again... No, because I know damn well if I bought one Predator, if I bought the first Jungle Hunter Predator they made, I'd want them... Oh, I need to get City Hunter, too. He's different. He's like, oh, well, then they made this Predator. I want that one, too. And then I have to buy them all. And then I'm getting a divorce, and I'm moving in with you, and yeah. I feel like if you ever got rich, you immediately buy like that full size. Oh yeah, if, if I got rich, if I hit the lottery, I'm buying a life size predator yeah. and a life size alien have, they, they, to they, put they, in they my movie forever. theater that I'm going to build in my house. Yeah. There's, like, yeah. there's like a ton of he's going to have. He, that have that. I know yeah. he's going to be the second person to have a full size IMAX theater. In his <laughs> no, home. I don't need the IMAX theater. I saw me by myself. I don't need all that. But <laughs> oh man. No. <laughs> but you know it, it's one of those things where you you kind of find your thing and that's what you right no i get that like there, there's people that buy the the screen used um proton packs that recently went up that were like the harold ramus screen used proton uh, i imagine it went for tens of thousands people could buy it there's another caliber of collector out there that buys that stuff that we'll never have a chance to even look at, much less even think about buying. I mean, I saw this guy on Facebook uh, in one of the groups that I'm in. He's been collecting props and memorabilia from the original Ninja Turtle movie. 
and he started collecting them after the movie released, and uh, he's been amassing them all these years, and it's only recently that they've actually gone up in value to to where they are yeah. now. Like he's got <sighs> he's got Leo's screen use katanas, a set of those with the with the scabbards. He's got. Like I was the size, the staff, the what happens. I was watching a thing about it. It was one of those company TV shows about a company in California that hunts the collectibles down, and they sell them, they auction them off, whatever. And I was watching that, and they they make a valid point. Where it is like movies like Ninja Turtles came out in the eighties. You know, a lot of these movies, a lot of the horror movies, the people as soon as they got done filming, even Ghostbusters. They threw away the stuff. They yeah. broke down everything. They used it for other movies. Like, you can see other movies where they use the PKE meter. Yeah. Right? And they just got rid of the stuff. But now the world is... The, the community of collecting and wanting that stuff is so big now that people are finding that people who worked on those movies did steal stuff from the set. But now that stuff is going through the roof. The only thing that does now is that new movies, they don't break stuff down. They start throwing an auction sites. They also it. use it. They scan it so they can make high quality props for people. To they buy. start doing that too now. Yeah, but I mean, this it's guy with the crazy. turtle props. Some of the things that I thought were the coolest parts of what he had weren't even the the costumes and the weapons. He had the production team jackets, the leather jackets that were right. made with the turtle logo on it that was on the VHS. He had the chairs that the the actors sat in that played the specific turtles mm-hmm. with that turtle's picture and name on it. He had all four of those. Um, he had Shredder's helmet from the movie. He had the the hand blades uh, from Shredder and Shredder's staff, which I thought those were cool. He had Splinter's head. <laughs> he had Splinter's he killed head. Splinter. He, he fucking killed Splinter. I mean, so... Again, you talk about a different level of collectors. And oh, of course. That's, that, that's clear, because I can't afford to keep up with that sort of thing. Oh, God, no. I don't have the space or the money. And what the guy said was most of these things that he collected, he collected when they weren't worth anything. Yeah. He bought them five, ten bucks. Right? And now he's had he's had people offer him over $100,000 for his collection, uh, and he said significantly over that, but... For him, it's worth more as a fan. You know, I, I feel like that if I amass this huge collection of stuff like that, somebody's like, here's $100,000. I know I pay like 10 bucks a piece for the shit in there. Take it. I think I'm going to take that money. Like, like, it comes to a point that stuff can only do so much. Like money. So if, if you bring me 100000 cash, we're talking. If someone brought you $100,000 for all of your Alien and Predator stuff, would you get rid of it? I definitely. $100,000 for my Alien Predator? Yeah. You can take it. Really? Yep. Hundred thousand bucks, take it, peace. I don't know. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't know. That's. Well, I think. I, I mean, I like, more, if someone offered stuff. me a hundred thousand dollars for your Alien and Predator stuff, I would take it, obviously. <laughs> well, obviously. But, but if I, you offer me a hundred thousand dollars for my Alien Predator stuff, you can take that. You want my car with it? Like, give me a hundred thousand dollars. I can buy most of that stuff again. I can track it down if I really want it. Because what it comes down to is like, I enjoy the stuff. I love the stuff I have. But I know damn well, like, if my house went up in flames and it was all gone, I'd be pissed, but it's not going to ruin my life. Yeah. I- I'd be all right. I mean, so a natural disaster. If, you, if somebody's legit asking me, offer me $100,000, yeah, I'm going to take that. And just for the simple fact, not because, oh, I want money, but because I know I can use that money to build for my future with my wife and, you know, hopefully soon to have child when I decide to have one. 
I'd use it for something like that. It's not just like, oh, give me $100,000 so I could like swim in a pool with $100,000 in it. Like I'm Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he that's not why I do it. $100,000 worth of pennies. Like, <laughs> swims in it. Like, uh, it would be... Yeah, be a bad... <laughs> like, it would be for a legit reason that it'd be for the future, you know, of my family and all that. It would just be like, oh, just let me get that. But, yeah, $100,000, oh, definitely take take my Alien Predator stuff. Yeah, I don't, take my Ghostbusters, take my wrestlers, take it all. I don't know that I could sell my collectible stuff that easily. I think it, it would be, if I needed the money, yes. That's what I'm saying. When you're sitting here thinking about it, it's like, oh, no. But when somebody legitimately walked in with a briefcase, $100,000, and said, let me take your little man cave here for $100,000, I guarantee you'd be like, yeah, all right. Because you're going to get rid of $100,000, and then the pieces that you really loved, say, like, your Hot Toys... 250 bucks to buy them back you just sold everything for a hundred thousand you can buy those couple pieces back right yeah gone i don't know <laughs> so it'd be rough like you're <laughs> probably right but it, i i would i wouldn't be an, an instantaneous thing like all right i gotta think about this for a little bit no i'll uh, reach around to you <laughs> what you want man hundred thousand take it <laughs> no bro that's life-changing money for somebody in our position. <laughs> that's, I mean, a million dollars, yeah, absolutely. Without, without, without second thought, yeah. You want every single collectible I own out the door? There you go, all everything. Right. Take all right. it Mr. all. Cycle, I'm all be, of my video games, Mr. all Cycle, of my collectibles. Let's be honest. If you added up the amount of money you have in collectibles and your gang systems, you probably don't even break, break ten thousand dollars. I don't know. Some of my video games are pretty rare. And but still, I don't think you're breaking. If I'm throwing, if I'm throwing in my Michael Jordan collection, it could be close. I don't think you're still you're breaking ten thousand dollars. So somebody offers you a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. Like, oh, they offer a million. Nobody's gonna offer you a million for this. So would be stupid to offer you a hundred thousand for it. They'd be. What's a Michael Jordan rookie card worth? I think there are a lot of them that are worth over ten. You know what? It might be worth something now. Just wait so. until you know it becomes a me too problem, yeah. and then he's just worth nothing. You would have to like. <laughs> you would have to like send it into a professional grading system or like people first get it graded and then if it's mint if it's like certified mint then it's like worth something and then if it's under that though then it's, you're not and then that's it's, they, like, it's like it, the, the the value of uh, trading cards trading cards thing. depreciates so much if it's below like uh near mint if yeah. it's below near mint they're like it's like no you're literally right. like 25 blow your nose on it yeah <laughs> so now that we 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 can transition from, you know, trading cards. <laughs> and I, I know, um, Mr. Some Cuban Guy here, you've been reading some comics lately. You've been getting to the comic world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, I mean, I, I haven't been reading comics for, like, a really long time. And I, like, just started up because there's an event going on in the DC Universe that is really, that really interested me. Um, and um, if, for those of you that don't know, my, my favorite all-time comic series is Watchmen. And what DC is essentially doing, and what Jeff Johns is essentially doing, and uh, Jeff Johns is the uh, like the creative director of D- DC Comics, mm-hmm. so he's like basically the guy in charge. But basically, what they're doing is they're combining the 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 the, the current DC universe with the Watchmen universe. So now, because before Watchmen was like a separate, it was a complete separate entity, right? To like the regular DC universe and. DC was kind of going through a transition. So now, just... what you're saying is that Batman and Rorschach. Yes. So essentially, <laughs> yes. A- actually, that is actually so in in the Doomsday Clock series, which is like the 
it's basically like a monthly series or it's supposed to be monthly and i'll get into that in a second but um it's like a monthly series uh that they're putting out that is basically telling the story of uh the watchman characters kind of infiltrating the dc universe okay so and the main reason behind that was because there was an event that happened um, that essentially created the New 52, which is like the current DC right. universe. So um, I, I'm not like I'm not claiming to be like a, a, a super smart like comics expert. So I'm sure there's like a lot of people out there that are like way more into oh, yeah, the no, lore no. than me. But Definitely. from what I understand is essentially uh, some event, uh, some some kind of event occurred with the Flash called Flashpoint, where Flash, where Barry Allen came back. Um, You've seen Flashpoint, though, right? Yeah, well, it's okay. different from the TV series, but it's the the plot lines kind it's of the same. Similar, yeah. yeah. So where Barry goes back in time, saves his mom from being killed by the Reverse Flash, and then it causes this chain of events to occur that ripple like across the entire DC universe. So. Uh, like Bruce Wayne that, dies. Bruce, yeah, Bruce Wayne gets <laughs> killed in 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 the in the, in the alleyway instead of his parents. So his dad becomes the becomes the Batman of a that universe, and then his mother Batman. becomes the Joker. And yeah, so it 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 sets off like this crazy this crazy uh, these crazy events. In but eventually it gets repaired. Um, and but after after that event ended, all of a sudden all the all your normal superheroes have different powers they're all younger they're all like 10 years younger um and so everyone was kind of assuming that that was that was as a result of flashpoint but it turns out that uh there's a, there was a comic book series that came out uh called rebirth which basically uh explained or not really explained but kind of hinted at that flash wasn't the one that would cause this whole ripple in time effect that it was actually some outside entity, and it's coincidence that he did. Yeah, and at, at the time. very end of the Rebirth comic, you see Batman picking up the uh, iconic Watchman button, uh, the the smiley face button. So we kind of like hinted at, oh snap! So something that happened where now these universes are these universes are crossed. Batman's so basically, not gonna like Rorschach. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> yeah. So basically, like Doomsday Clock, what now? What Doomsday Clock basically centers on. Like it starts off issue one starts off in the Watchmen universe and we see and we find out that uh, after the events of the original Watchmen that the world kind of found out Ozymandias' plan because of Rorschach's journal. Somebody published uh, Rorschach's journal that outlined uh, all of the stuff that Ozymandias did. So the world kind of found out that this whole event that happened in New York of the alien invading and all these people and like. 1.8 million people getting killed that it was a result of Ozymandias is doing so the world kind of fell back into conflict and the world is on the brink of like nuclear war again the world's always in conflict yeah and then so the so the way the, the, the comic starts off is we find out that there's another Rorschach that Rorschach is alive but it's not the same Rorschach from the original Watchmen it's a different Rorschach and we find that out because we we see he like lifts up his mask. We don't see his face, but we see his like mouth. And he's not black. A ginger. Yeah, he's black. Oh. He's he's actually a black guy, and um, and he goes and meets with uh, <clears throat> with uh, uh, with Ozymandias, and we find out that him and Ozzy and Ozymandias are working together. 
and like all this crazy stuff. So, but it's basically just like a whole series that uh, it's been really, really like the first four issues were right. really, really awesome. Damn. And then um, they just released issue five a couple of days ago. And but my my biggest complaint about it is when they first released it, it was supposed to be a monthly. But they've been like delaying it. Like two issues have been delayed. Like the like issue four was released, uh, back in March, like the end of March. So we had to wait from like March all the way to May thirtieth to get issue five. And Jeff Johns is saying that oh, it's a result of they they're trying to make like the comics, you know, the best the best possible and all this stuff. Which I mean, I kind of understand, you know. And we we've all been there because we play video games with 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 video games getting delayed and stuff like that. We, it's like. One one part of us wants wants the instant gratification of getting it in our hands as soon as possible, but we also know that you know we want like the best possible product that we can get. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's really it's really it's I, I have, subscription. Yeah, I have. I mean, if you want, because like once I started reading it, like once I found out about it, I was like, oh, I really need to start reading this. So and like I said before, like I hadn't really been keeping up with comics before that, but yeah. so as a result, like I mean, that's that's usually what happens, right? Like we find out about something and it has to do with something that we like and yeah like i just found out it, there's so. a um because i've been buying comics for probably about seven eight years now but i don't buy any of the marvel any dc it's all uh, from idw so i buy ninja turtles and ghostbusters and then uh, dark horse obviously with the uh, alien predator yeah that's all it comes to get i haven't read any of them yeah, yeah. about six years i've been buying them i haven't read a single one yeah so the past like month i've been trying to get through the ninja turtles and today I finished like up to book forty five of the Neutral comic, and it's just and, and this is just a new going, series of comics. Yeah, right? it's it's a whole new story. Um, is it like the same like kind of gritty atmosphere? Yes, it's, it's like definitely grittier. Ones? It's not as dark and gritty as the original. It's lighter than that, but it's definitely um, grittier. The turtles are younger, so it takes more younger turtles is more like the. The recent uh, Nickelodeon cartoon where they're younger, they're actual teenagers, so it's definitely that. But the story of them and how they were created, uh, they're created by Stockgen and uh, in a lab with April. But uh, is oh, like, so April's not even a reporter in this one? She's no, like, her mom used to be a reporter. Oh, right. she's a high. She's in college. She's a college student. So uh, they took essence of all the different tellings of turtles and kind of took little parts from each one and made their own world with it. Alright, is Casey Jones a part of it? Casey Jones is part of okay, it. Okay, that's all I need. He, he plays hockey. He's like my favorite, he's like my favorite character. Yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely in it. He plays hockey. Alright. Too. He, he's, he's a oh, he's, he's an actual like hockey player? In college. Okay, right. He plays hockey in college, yeah. But the, and they're, they, I'm in like, so like, Comic 42, and they've already introduced the, the Neutrinos from the original cartoon, the, the you know, the Hot Rod Neutrinos or whatever, they're in there. They've gotten so many random characters from just all different forms they've brought into this. It's been a really good story. Now, are they introducing like brand new characters as There's well? There's a couple characters that I'm not familiar with that they've that they've introduced. Like this one guy, Old Hob, they call him. He's a cat. I think he's a, or some type of panther mutation. Then there's uh, Shredder recently got um, a, a hammerhead shark mutant and, a, and like a, a hawk type mutant. That flies in the skies and keeps patrol and stuff. Now, does does the shark guy look like a street shark? Is he a street shark looking dude? No, <laughs> no. Missed opportunity. Right it, yeah, definitely <laughs> missed opportunity. I was I hoping feel like that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> and then I was hoping originally when I first saw the shark, I was like, because I remember from the original game, uh, 
the tournament fighters. If you had the Sega, right. you had a shark. It was Armagon. Oh, yeah. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, and then he was in the, the Archie comics. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be him, but he's got this shark's got a different it's name. Like a brand new guy. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, all different. But it's, it's definitely, it's been a good story. Um, right now, they're at a point where it's like, Donatello's like, hey, we have to stop the Technodrome from being formed because it's going to destroy the world. And Splinter's like, no, we can wait for that. We have to go kill Shredder. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have to take care of Shredder first. And it's, it's been interesting. I know... From spoilers, like I said, it's, it's an ongoing run, but at one point, Donatello does die. Like, they kill Donatello, and they put his head into a metalhead, the robot turtle. Really? And eventually, he'll become Donatello again, but yeah. Huh, so I'm getting crazy. up to that point, see where that goes. So he's still alive, it's just he's... Yeah. In, in the comics, people weren't expecting him to die, so he died in the comic for a while. They killed Donatello, which pissed a lot of people off when huh. it happened. That's crazy. But they do that shit. Like, in the, con- in the cartoon that came out, they did some interesting kills and stuff in that too that you wouldn't expect. Like, yeah, and that's why I like the cartoon. But in the comic, it's been really good. Like Casey, they have a whole story with Casey and his father, his that's dad being a drunk that beats him and shit. Thing. Like it's they definitely got dark undertones to it. It's been a really good story. And then they do cross over eventually with Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters is also done by IDW, uh, and then goes and then um, IDW also does X Files. So there's actually a crossover with X Files. I didn't even know there was an X Files comic. Yeah, there's a crossover. Like, brand new information. Like X Files has their own crossover series where they bring in Transformers, uh, Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, and like on the Ninja Turtle one, the the one of the comic covers is a turtle laid out like being dissected by Mulder and Skull. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's really cool the way they've been doing it. Ghostbusters, there's one with Michelangelo wearing a proton pack. That's cool. Yeah, like, it, they've done a really good job. I haven't read those comics yet. I know Mr. Psycho has read one of the crossovers. Then they also recently did a Ninja Turtle crossover with uh, Batman the Animated Series. Nice. Like, yeah. I haven't read it. I got them. And there's also Turtles with just Batman, not the Animated Series. So they've been really crossing over a lot. But I know recently with Marvel, I picked up one that looked interesting. Something about Wolverine. They're doing some new... Oh yeah, Wolverine Wolverine's line. back apparently. Yeah, so I don't. I got the first one. I haven't read back it. Back from though. the dead. So see how that goes. Yeah. But how was uh, Mr. Sega since you just walked back in? Huh, first, is dinner ready? It is awesome. <laughs> so how was the uh, crossover Turtles and Ghostbusters? It was awesome. The first one was very short, um, which was kind of disappointing because right as you tend, to, right as you're getting into the story, it's over. They're trying it out. They don't. The really first one doesn't really explain what's going on and why it's happening, and it leaves with a, it leaves you with an ending with a huge question like why this happened. But the second one doesn't pick up where it left where behind, where the cliffhanger with, left with, well it wasn't a cliffhanger in the very beginning of the original crossover series. There's a character that shows up and meets with another character, but at the end those two characters don't meet again. And it's just kind of, you're like, why is this character here? And I don't want to ruin it for you guys unless you don't care. But no, no, it's been out it. for a couple of years. But you said it doesn't matter. So Krang, in an android body, shows up and starts talking to this character um, that is in the comic. I've never seen her before. She's an ancient witch. Okay. Um, but I thought you just say Krang was talking to Gozer. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, no that's no, awesome. No, 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 no. We're, it... it None of the bad guys in the first crossover were specific to either franchise. It was the idea that um, this ghost, right, 
was going after the turtles, and the turtles followed her through, and that's right. how they wound up in the Ghostbusters universe, because it takes place in the Ghostbusters universe. Um, but the second one is a different dimension, right? The second one is, again, in the Ghostbusters universe. Yeah, but it's a different dimension where the turtles come from. No. Same dimension. It's the same dimension. Oh, no, because, like, Ghostbusters, I know in their story, they have this whole interdimensional cross-trip that's going on where all the different Ghostbusters from all the different movies, cartoons, everything, even the, even the video games, they all come together. Like, they well, all that happens in here, but it's... Because they've mentioned the Turtles there. That's where, like, you'll you'll probably enjoy this, uh, Cuban guy, that the Turtles, when they're in their Ghostbuster form or whatever, they're named after the actors yeah. who played the Ghostbusters. Ah. Right. So, like, there's a, there's a Dan, there's Harold... Um, Bill and like they're named after the original. Yeah. Oh, I gotta say Ernie. I won't be like I'm leaving somebody out. So, so Ernie. <laughs> so I mean, so the end of the first comic doesn't say anything about why Krang was there, what deal he made with this sorceress witch years before, and the comic starts off 1500 years ago, oh, right? Wow. But oh, they they made a deal way before that, and it doesn't show it, it doesn't tell us, and at the end of the comic, you don't get any resolution. So. You think, okay, well, this next one that they do, they're going to have to say something about it. They don't. No. <laughs> they out don't. Of, <laughs> out of curiosity, in the in the first one, is there like a little, um, one of the, when they start talking, they reference a deal that was made? Is there like a little box in the bottom that says no, see something? Not that I saw, no. Okay. Um, so the second one is actually twice as long as the first one. And they go through a lot of depth. They're dealing with the these beings called the Collectors, right, who the Ghostbusters have fought before, but now they've been sent by a Ninja Turtle enemy <laughs> to to kill Splinter. He tried to kill Splinter, but Splinter killed him when Splinter took over the foot. He killed this guy, and now the guy realizes he's dead and he's been spying on Splinter and plotting the destruction of Splinter, but he wants to kill his sons, before he kills him, so Splinter has to suffer. So now that he's a ghost, this other ghost has been kind of tagging along and with Shredder him. is hateful. Well, it wasn't Shredder. Oh damn, I thought it was Shredder. Um, no, no, it, it wasn't Shredder. Uh, and apparently, he was a big deal in the IDW comics oh, a man. little while before that. And Splinter cold-bloodedly kills him. He says, but what actually happened was Splinter told him a couple of times don't do this, and then he did it anyway, and then he just beheaded him. Um, It'd be like that But sometimes. this guy... Sometimes you gotta behead a bitch. But this guy, like, teams up with another ghost who's in this ghost dimension, and he's like, I need my revenge. So the guy tells him, well, you can use these ghosts, but it, it exacts a price from you. And he's like, I don't care what the price is. So he sends the collectors after the turtles. The Ghostbusters find out, and they bring Donatello over, and they create these things to try to mask the turtles, um alpha rhythms or whatever and they jump from dimension to dimension to dimension in this comic and the thing that I thought was really cool is like every style of Ninja Turtle every style of Ghostbuster is is shown in the comic so you have the 90s the original Ninja Turtle movie you have the 87 cartoon you have the 2012 cartoon well, you have they even show like the, the 2003 cartoon in the, the Ghostbusters crossword where they're doing I, I think they even show like the the Sega Genesis Ghostbusters like they're shown yeah. 
somehow. <laughs> they just showed everything. Yeah, they showed the movie Ghostbusters, the movie Turtles. Like, it was really, really well drawn. The story was very good. The first one, like you said, was just a trial. Like, oh, is this is this any good? Will um, people like it? Did, will people read it? And apparently it did well enough they decided to make the new, the second one. And the second one was really, and they really made toys. Well done. Yes. Even though those toys have nothing to do with it. Yeah. But, cool. So, I look forward to reading that. I'll get to it eventually. I'm going through the turtles now. <laughs> I got so much to read. It's driving me crazy. Uh, so, was there anything else that you want to go over, Mr. Psycho? Um, I think that that's, that pretty much covers everything. Okay. I mean, we spent a little time talking about Toys R Us. We talked about the NECA Turtles, which are going to be amazing. Can't wait. Um, we talked about some hot toys. We had an opportunity to talk about some comics. The the DC crossover with um, Watchmen is not technically a crossover because they're owned by the same company and they're trying to get rid of that. But the, 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 well, the, in, in terms of universes, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into that. I'll, I'll that does that. sound very cool. I'm not a huge Watchmen fan. I've read part of the original graphic novel, but... Saw the movie. I actually did not. Oh. Um, it was alright. I was going to see the movie, but some Cuban guy kept talking about the blue dong, and I don't want to see that, I so... Never, I never talked... Actually, that was more Wheezy who had an issue with it, but... Well, I mean, like, I, I don't really care. I, I didn't really need to see it. Well, like, I mean, if you, I mean, if, yeah. you read, if you read the comics, it's like... It's there, but it's not really... But but here's the difference. In the comics, it's one frame where you see it. Like, it's a frame. Yeah. It's not just swinging. <laughs> it's, it's not like an elephant truck just going back and forth. Helicopter and shit. I mean, there, there's, there's a purpose behind that. I mean, it's... Yeah, there it is. It symbolizes the loss of humanity. Yeah, yeah but the whole point. Right, no, but the it thing is, is, it is so like, funny, it was, though. From what it's, I've it, heard... It, I mean, it is, it's different seeing it in a comic than seeing well, it in... Well, from what I've heard is it was gratuitous. Like, they used it they did do it. They did do it a lot. In the movie. Yeah. In the movie... In, in, in the comics, he was covered up a lot because a lot of the scenes were, like, flashback. But you could also, like, frame it out of a frame, obviously, in a comic. So. Yes. <laughs> so... And it's not waving at you. <laughs> it's also not 30 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't a bad movie, though. No, it was. It was as far as in terms of like uh, adaptations, it was probably as close to the comic as you can get, other than the ending. The only problem I have with the movie, and maybe I'm alone on it, is that I always felt that it was. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of story there that they tried to jam in to one movie. Like I feel like it, it's not really made sh- for like. Well, they are coming out with a series, so HBO is coming out with. See, a series okay, I can see it being a nice series. Yeah, like, there's like going to be a watch type. There's going to okay. be a Watchmen series on HBO. Okay, that so could be different. That makes more sense to me. Just because, because there's so much story that you're yeah, to and there's in. a lot like a back. There's a lot of backstory too, and that they can obviously fill because there was a lot of flashbacks in the comics and stuff. But nice. I guess the last <sighs> thing to bring up um, is recent news with. Now that Hasbro has purchased the Power Rangers license, and now they own the entire... Uh, in February, they bought just the license to make the toys. Right. But a couple of weeks ago, they actually bought Power, Power Rangers, Rangers. Yeah, they just outright. Rights, yeah. Now they've said that Power Rangers is an underutilized franchise. They are going to make movies. They're going to make new TV shows. They're going to make... Um, they're going to make more toys. They're going to do a classic line with the original stuff. Power Rangers. Yes, um, but they they think that the that the franchise is undervalued. That people don't appreciate it as much as they should. So they're going to give it the the big treatment. Um, 
You know, I gotta say, the Power Rangers movie they did recently wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Like, I was like, oh my god, they need to make a sequel. Well, compare, compared it. to the last Power Rangers movie, yes. It was fantastic. Well, <laughs> no, I, well I'm not even gonna say it was fantastic. It was decent. Compare, no, but I'm saying in comparison to the last Power Rangers movie. Which I think was like a Turbo movie or something like yeah. that. Which is like terrible. But... Nobody wants to see that. I mean, the new one had some things, but people are people are asking questions now. Oh, are they going to continue on with that, or are they going to start something new? And in my opinion, they should just redo it. I mean, just completely reboot it. Yeah, they should not go by it. There were there were things that I didn't like about the movie that they were just doing to do with it to do them. Well, just um, a bunch of Iron Man suits, essentially. That's they took away a lot of the lore. It took away these kids have had no background in anything, and yet they put the suits on. All of a sudden, they're they're master fighters. Part of what I thought made the show cool is that each person brought their own style. So when you talk about the original Power Rangers, Jason was a martial art expert. He actually was a martial arts instructor. He had a high degree black belt. He trained other people, which is why he was so good. It's part of the reason he was the leader of the team. Um, Zach had been training with Jason for years, but Zach was a dancer. So that's why a lot of his moves were dance-inspired. Mm-hmm. Kimberly had been training with, with Jason for a year, um, she and a she was a gymnast. Trini was a martial artist from um, Japan, I believe, and she came to America. Uh, she came to America. So she had a background in martial arts. And then Tommy was a, was also a martial artist. You forgot Billy. Yeah, Billy didn't fight often. <laughs> so Billy didn't do anything. He was a smart one. <laughs> but in this new movie, nobody has any fight training, and Jason is a football player. And then all of a sudden, they get these suits, and the suits they're they're trying to learn how to fight, and they're terrible at it. And five minutes later, they're just amazing fighters. <laughs> I mean, you know, it it woke up something inside them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the movie arc. Yeah. <laughs> the, the arc of the plot. Plot device. Yeah. <laughs> but, I yeah, mean, I, there I, was know, some... I never saw it, and I had no interest in seeing it. I don't, yeah. It just it never hit me. I was like, yeah, I'm so good. <sighs> Again, it really was not a bad movie. It wasn't. And it was entertaining, and I've watched it a couple of times, but it wasn't... I thought they could have done so much more with Power Rangers, especially because they were very willing to make it a little darker, to make it a little more adult, but they just did stupid things. And I don't want them to carry that on. I think that we need to move forward in something else. Plus, the worst part of the new movie, in my opinion, the absolute worst part of it, was the Megazord. It was horrible. It looked like trash, and there's no explanation for it at all. Well, it's in a horrible, well, not horrible, entertaining remake. So, what do you expect? The Megazord uh, sells your giant I mean, I, robot I, I didn't like. I didn't like the design of Rita. I didn't like a lot of the, the design choices that they made overall. Yeah, with the movie. But from what I heard, it was a pretty decent, okay movie. So yeah. So spoil. I, I mean, mean, spoiler. Rita was a Power Ranger. Yeah. Okay. Rita was the Green Ranger. Um, before she betrayed the other rangers and she betrayed the other rangers to their death and Brian Cranston was the original Red Ranger. Shredder was a Ninja Turtle too? Oh, fantastic. That's amazing. He was Slash. 
So and then when he they killed Shredder, when they killed Donatello, they didn't actually kill Donatello. That was Shredder as Donatello. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Right. That's how it works. So the real Donatello comes later. All right, good. Oh, I just got received a, a text message from uh, Little Haiti. He's waiting on his ends. I, <laughs> I really don't understand. Like, to um, me, that would mean that waiting on my ends, like I'm waiting for my money. But he works for the airport. So they don't just like pay you under the table. So I don't know what. No, he's at the ends. car wash today. Oh, he's at the car wash today. I yes. thought he was at the airport no, today. No, he's at the car wash today. Oh, man. He's never. I'm not going to make fun of him for that. But yeah. So he's. They never pay him. So I don't know what he's waiting for. And then. Uh, so he's not going to make it, according to that. So. So I'm hoping that. Um, like I said, I'm hoping to see a complete reboot of Power Rangers. I think that the show has just gotten absurd. They need to go back to the original show. And then instead of changing it every year, maybe give it like a five year run and then change it. It's two years. Yeah, well, whatever. All I know it's still is that trash. It's I'm still not buying quick. any of the toys that they decide to release. I'm done buying Power Ranger collectibles. You say that now, but I this say is Hasbro. Now, and I say that for No, three. no, because this is Hasbro and they make Transformers. Okay. So imagine what a <clears> Megazord, <throat> like a, an original classic Megazord, could be like. From the people that make Transformers. You know what? I'll, I'll take it back. The only way that... The only way you're going to catch me buying any upcoming Hasbro Power Ranger toys is if they do like how Marvel has Marvel Legends and Star Wars has the Black Series. If they do a six-inch scale Power Rangers and we get the Central Rangers, but they actually start giving us the bad guys. If you give me cool. a badass Goldar and all the other henchmen that eventually, then you might get me to buy it. You might get me to buy and have that. But if it's just going to be, here's the five, six Rangers, and here's a goddamn... Uh, Lord Zed. Yeah, maybe here's a Zed, Rita. here's a Rita, and then here's your Megazord. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to pass on Power Rangers Legends, build a figure Goldar. <laughs> I'd buy that. If it's going to be a badass looking Goldar, I'd get into that. Build a figure Goldar. Yeah, I mean, figure all the all the uh, Marvel Legends, they build something, yeah. right? Well, usually they build something bigger. Goldar was about the same size no. as, the, as the Rangers. No, but... Until she made him grow. Well, first of all, Marvel Legends had to build a rocket raccoon at one point, all right? And I'm hit monkeys. This. So, I'm done with this. So, yeah, it doesn't need to be bigger. They had the Jubilee wave where you built Jubilee. You know, the Black Panther wave, you built, um, who'd you build? Okoye or not? Yeah, you, not, you built yeah, one. Uh, yeah, what was it Michonne? You built Michonne? Michonne. Uh, I don't remember, but you built one of the other girls. Like, they, they don't always do big bad, but, I mean, Goldar, I figure with his wings and all that, he could be yeah, a nice build of figure. If they did the something wings. like that, then they'd get me to buy. But until, if it's just five Rangers and you get a, oh, great looking Megazord, I'm good. I'll pass on it. I don't know. Straight. I'm very excited to see what they do with the Megazord since they make Transformers. I want to see an awesome, detailed Megazord. Uh, I, I hope, for your sake, I hope you get it. Hasbro has an issue with paint apps. They've been having a major issue in Transformers with paint apps. So, detail-wise, you're probably going to get plastic detail, but you're not going to get paint detail. Whatever. I don't care about that. I want to see like some interchanging, interlocking <laughs> Megazords. Like, that's what I want to see. <laughs> Well, you know, for your sake, I hope you get that. Yeah, me too. And for my sake and my wallet, I hope they don't do what I said they should do. No, they're going to do it. They better not. Because they want your money. They're going to do it. They're Hasbro. they got the Black Series. They're doing it. Just, you know, deal with it. Black Series. They made chin nuts. (laughs) 
Star Wars toys. Make every every character. Oh, look! Here's that character that was on screen for one point three seconds. Yep, we'll make four of them. Let's make them. People will buy them. Oh, did you watch the um, the new episodes of the toys that made us? Um, I got halfway through the Transformers one and I stopped it there. I had stuff to do. I haven't seen that show yet. What the hell? Good show. Yeah, I should probably watch it. I mean, it's amazing. It's no, an it's, amazing show. For for guys like you and I who collect toys and stuff, yes, it is. Um, to watch every episode, right? Because it's, it's even the Barbie episodes. Like, all right, still, it's I didn't watch that. All right, well, it was it was still good <laughs> to hear the cutthroatness that went into Barbie is actually entertaining. The, the people stabbing people in the back. The Barbie was made from like a whore toy, like like Barbie. The idea for Barbie apparently came from like some German or Russian toy that was a prostitute. It was a whore, <laughs> and they the creator took her from there and brought her back, and she had nipples, yeah. and they rubbed off the nipples, and they made it Barbie. But it was based on a whore. That's funny. That's it. But like to see that history is cool. I'm not sure if somebody like uh, some Cuban guy here would really enjoy a lot of them. Like. To watch the He-Man one would be cool to watch. It was a good episode. Uh, the G.I. Joe one, I, I, I didn't enjoy it. The Star Trek one. one was really good. I liked Star, Star Trek, Trek was entertaining. One. I'm just waiting for the inevitable Especially when they Ninja did the Turtle when they did the Playmate episode. version of Star, of Star Trek. Uh, and they're like, yeah, so Playmates decided to make every version of every character. And then they're like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... Um, the show provided me my very first disappointment with the show. Uh, I was very disappointed. With Hello Kitty? Yeah. No, I didn't watch that one either. I probably won't watch um, that. <laughs> the Transformers episode was disappointing to me because I was born in 1984 when the original Transformers toys came out, so I didn't have a lot of them growing up. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, when they re-released them and did other things, I got a couple of them, but the Transformers toys that I absolutely loved were the 1996 Beast Wars line. And I and they, they talked about in toy in the toys that made us. They said that the Transformers toys were suffering, but then in 1996 they were revitalized with this, with a fresh concept with Beast Wars, and it brought Transformers back. And 30 seconds later, like, yep, yeah, episode's over. It's like what? Well, they spent time talking about trash. And well, then... they might be doing a further, like going further with that because like when they did GI Joe. They didn't go up until, like, oh, well, now G.I. Joe, you can find the anniversaries here and there. Like, they didn't go too far into well, the no, future. We're, we're like, trying. they did, like, the basic, like, the big run of it, and that's what they focused on, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if, if Beast Wars doesn't get, like, their own mention. Well, they, talk, they talked in the Transformers when they talked about They came all the way up until now. So they talked about the movie figures. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. It's only got like halfway through the Transformers. It was dis- it was disappointing that they didn't that they didn't talk about Beast Wars because it really did save hey, Transformers. I'm just waiting for them to do the, the inevitable Ninja Turtle episode. They're and gonna do Turtles. They the have rumor to. is they're doing Turtles and Power Rangers in the next four episodes. And then I don't think they'll ever do a real Ghostbusters episode, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do a a Kenner based episode. Batman, Ninja, uh, Batman, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just, yeah, just because there's no reason to do an episode just about Kenner Real Ghostbusters or the uh, Kenner Batman series. But if you did a Kenner episode and brought in four or five different lines and did, that could work. I'm interested to see that. But, like I said, supposedly they've said that the next four episodes that come out, there's going to be a Power Ranger one, there's going to be a Ninja Turtle one. I forget I what the other see, two were supposed to be. I mean, I don't collect them at all, but there's apparently a pretty good uh, Funko Pop uh, biography or d- documentary 
and like Zack Ryder's in it and shit, talking crap and everything. So I'm I might watch that just to see the, the back story to all that and how they were able to get every imaginable franchise that you can think of. Who wants? I mean, who wants Golden Girl Pops? Nobody. Nobody wants that shit. People buy it, and they got it. Well, on that note, I think uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. So Pops pissed me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> From out of I can't. I'm not interested in Pops at all. So you gotta go that, eat. Yeah. On that note. Oh, is Wheezy signing out? This is Cuban guy. Poor sir. This is Mr. Psycho saying thanks for listening and uh, drop us a comment, make us a suggestion. If there's something you want to hear about, something you disagree with. If we're wrong, let us know. We'll uh, communicate with you. Yeah, you can go through our YouTube page. We have the NKWA Entertainment. We've also got the Clutch's Hideout uh, page. Then we've also got Facebook pages for each, groups for uh, Clutch's Hideout. You can get us in there, message us, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk with you and discuss whatever. We're down. Um, be on the lookout for our other podcasts. Uh, uh, Little Haiti and I have our hip hop one that's going to be coming out with new episodes soon. Uh, we're going to do a video game one coming up soon. We still have a name for that podcast. Um, then we've got our wrestling podcast, but we've all been slacking on watching that stuff. <laughs> we'll do another one eventually, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so yeah, contact us all through there. All right. All right, guys. See you later. Please don't sue us. We broke.